0: Verse 42 through verse 45. Again, it's good to have everybody in the house of the Lord. Mark chapter 15, verse 42 through 45. In the house of the Lord today, man, I tell you Resurrection Sunday. Mark chapter fifteen, verse forty two. And now, when the evening was come, because it was the preparation, that is, the day before the Sabbath, Joseph of Amamatheah, an honorable counselor, which also waited for the kingdom of God came and went in boldly unto Pilate, and craved the body of Jesus. And Pilate marveled if he was already dead, and calling unto him the centurion, he asked him whether he had been any while dead. And when he knew it of the centurion, he gave the body to Joseph." John 14, verse 6, John 14, verse 6, Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Amen. Amen. And I want to talk to you from this thought today. Is truth dead? Is truth dead? Pray with me. Father, we praise you again today. God, I magnify you again this day, sweet Holy Spirit, sweet heavenly dove. God, let us not leave the way that we came into this place, God, but let us leave changed, renewed, and refreshed. And the power of the Holy Ghost, God. And we will give you all the glory. We will give you all the honor and praise. God, words can never express enough thanksgiving to you for all you do. May every song that is sung bring you honor. Lord, may every word that is spoken bring you grace and mercy. God, let your word accomplish that which you sent it to do today, Lord God. Give us wisdom and knowledge and understanding, God of you and who you are and your ways, O God, today. Bless this place, God, now with your spirit. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. And you may be seated this morning. Amen. Is truth dead? A couple of weeks ago as I was studying, getting ready for, uh, you know, the Resurrection Sunday, all of a sudden my Time magazine came. And I take the Time magazine because I was able to get it free. So, 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 in the title, the caption on my Time magazine was this Is Truth Dead? And, and I thought about that, and as a result, I began to search through it. Now, what they're coming from is they're coming from a political standpoint. Uh, is the president's tweets, are they true, or are they false? And the president is coming back after the, the news media is saying, is everything they're reporting truth, or is it fake news? And so that's where they're coming from. But as I thought about this title, is truth dead? Amen. You see, the resurrection of Jesus Christ has confounded so many people. Even the religious leaders of Jesus' days was concerned, amen, that He was not true and that the things He was doing was not truth, amen. And even today, many people does not believe the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And so as a result of that, it is so easy for them to believe a lie when people began to tell them things and not know that it is true. Jesus says, I am the way." I am the truth and I am the life. No man can come unto the Father but by me." Solomon had told us in Proverbs 23, 23, he says, "Buy the truth and sell it not, and also knowledge and wisdom and understanding. Therefore, we must realize that if Jesus Christ is the truth, and I believe He is the truth, then we can understand what John was saying when he says in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made Made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the light was the light of men, and the light shineth in darkness, and darkness comprehended it not. Amen. And the word became flesh, and we dwelt amongst us, and we beheld his glory. The glory is the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So we understand that Jesus Christ is. The truth. And so, when they asked Pilate if they could have the body, Pilate was concerned was, is he dead? Amen. If he's not dead, then no, you cannot have the body. Amen. But I come to tell you this day, amen, that truth is not dead, amen. Truth still lives, uh, whether people want to believe it or not, amen. The devil would like nothing better for you but to believe that that Jesus Christ is dead and there's no hope for you. But I come to tell you today that truth still lives, amen. Jesus says, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And if the shall make you free, then you shall be free indeed. Amen. For as much, Paul says, as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that had power over death. That is the devil, Hebrews 2.14. So we understand that Jesus Christ is the truth. Sanctify them, he said, through thy truth, thy word is truth. Amen. Peter would tell us in 1 Peter 1.18, For as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold of your vain conversation by tradition from your fathers, but by the precious blood of Christ as a lamb without blemish and without spot, who verily was ordained before the foundations of the world, but was made Manifested in these last times for you who by him do believe in God that raised him up from the dead and gave him glory that your faith and hope might be in God. Seeing you have purified your soul in obeying the truth through the spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren, let us love one another with a pure heart fervently, being born again, not a corruptible seed, but by incorruptible, by the word of God which Liveth and abideth for ever. For all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man is the flower of grass. The grass withereth, and the flower thereof falleth away. But the word of the Lord endureth forever, And this is the word which by the gospel is preached. Unto you. Amen. Because you see, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. Amen. So we need to understand, as Peter says, you were not redeemed by silver and gold. But you were redeemed by the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. He had to go to Calvary so that you and I could live. Amen. (laughs) Excuse me. So Peter wants us to understand here today, praise God that Jesus' blood is what cleanses us. It is His blood that takes away the sin of the whole world. Amen. We need to understand as Paul would tell the church at Rome. Amen. If God be for us, who can be against us? For if God spared not His own Son, but delivered Him up for His all, how shall He not with Him give us all things? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. Who is this that condemn? It is Christ that died, but yea, rather is risen again, and even at the right hand made an intercession for us. He said, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulations or distress or persecution or famine or naked apparel, peril sword? He says, no, after it is written, we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep unto the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors. Through him that love us. For I am persuaded that neither life nor death, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. We was purchased by the blood of Jesus Christ. It was just not silver and gold, it was the royal blood that He shed for you and I. Who have believed our report? And to whom is the arms of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up as a tender plant and a root out of the dry ground. He has no form of comeliness, and when we shall see him, he has no beauty that we shall desire him. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrow and acquainted with grief. And we hid as our faces from him, and we esteem them not. Surely he has bored our sins and carried our sorrows, and we did it. Esteem him stricken and smitten of God and afflicted, but he was wounded uh, for my transgressions. He was bruised uh, for mine iniquities, uh, and the chastisement of my peace is upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. Amen. I come to tell you today that truth is not dead. Right. Amen. Amen. You can't kill truth. Right. <laughs> truth lives forever. This is why a man or woman that can be incarcerated twenty 30, 40 years. And if someone comes forth and tells the truth, they are set free, amen, from those bars that has had them bound. Because truth lives forever. You can't kill truth, amen. I am the way. I am the truth. And I am the life. You can't kill God, amen. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. God will always be God. I am God and I change not. Uh, hallelujah. If truth is dead, then you're not free. Amen. <laughs> Paul says now if Christ be preached, 1 Corinthians 15:12, if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, how say some among you that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there be no resurrection of the dead, then is Christ not risen? And if Christ be not risen, then I'm wasting my time. That's what he's saying. I'm up here just blowing air. Because your faith, I'm preaching in vain, and your faith is in vain. Notice what he's saying here. Praise God. He says, yea, and I'm found as a false witness of God. Because we have testified of God that He raised up Christ, whom He raised not up, if so be that the dead raised not. For if the dead raised not, then is not Christ raised? And if Christ be not raised, your faith is in vain and you're still in your sins. It did you no good to get baptized in Jesus' name. It did you no good to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. It does you no good to say that you are Christian. It does you no good to go to church. It does you no good to give to the kingdom of God. It does you no good to witness and testify of anybody about Jesus Christ if you don't believe He rose from the dead. That's what it's all about. Amen. There's no need for you to do anything for God if you don't believe in the resurrection. Amen. But I come to tell you this morning that truth is not dead truth is alive. Amen. And we need to understand that Jesus came to give us life, and that more abundantly. Amen. And truth will always make us free. Truth is never dead. Truth is always alive. It's just waiting for someone to uncover it. Amen. It lives forevermore. Don't you ever think that the resurrection is not truth. Don't you ever believe that that Jesus did not raise from the dead. Amen. Paul goes on in 1 Corinthians 15, 1. Moreover, brethren, I determine to you the gospel which I preach to you, which also you have received, and wherein you stand, but which also you are saved, if you keep in memory what I preach to you, unless you have believed in vain. For I deliver to you, first of all, that which I also received how that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures and that He was buried and that He rose again the third day according to Scripture. Why the third day? Because it's a pattern that God had already established. Amen. For Genesis Exodus 12 when the children of Israel was ready to come out of the land of Egypt and to head to the promised land. They were to take a lamb on the tenth day and they was to keep it until the fourteenth day. You understand the third day concept when Jesus built the world. Amen. And God, amen, He said the evening and the morning is the first day. Amen. So Jesus Christ, the Lamb was to be taken in the afternoon. He was taken in the afternoon on the tenth day. And so the evening and the next morning would be the first day. The evening and the next morning would be the second day. The evening and then in the next morning would be the third day. And on the day of the 14th, they would offer Him up. The 14th was the day of atonement. It was the time that God reconciled to man. Amen. That's what the atonement means. And so they took Him on the third day. They kept Him. They examined Him. Because the Lamb for sacrifice has to be a pure Lamb. He cannot be without spot. He not be with blemish. Amen. He had to be a perfect sacrifice to be offered to God. So the three-day process gave him time for examination to make sure that the lamb was the perfect sacrifice. Amen. And so they killed the lamb on the 14th day. They put the blood on the doorpost. And as the death angel passed through, everyone that was under the blood was saved. Flip forward a while. Amen. When we come to the New Testament, if I was a bedded man, I would tell you that the... They took Jesus in the garden in the evening, and they led him before Cephas, and after he was before the Sanhedrin trial. After that, they examined him. They found nothing wrong with him. They took him to Pilate. Pilate examined him. He found nothing wrong. Pilate found out that he was out of Getterley, so he sent him to Herod. Herod examined him and found nothing wrong with him, and they brought him back to Pilate. And Pilate said, I will scorn him, amen, to see if he's the real deal. And when Jesus came forth after being scorned by Pilate's men, Pilate says, Behold the man, amen. Here is the man that is real, amen. Here stands before you, Pilate said, is truth. Here is something that is real, and you can put your stakes in, amen. And as they lifted Jesus up, as they knocked nailed his hands to the cross as they raised him upon Galgotha. Amen. You understand again. You the think about the third day was when Abraham took Isaac. Amen. When you read the scripture in Genesis 19, you will see from God told Abraham to offer up Isaac. It's a three day journey. And they come three days and Abraham looks and he sees Mount Moriah, which is the same Galgotha that Jesus. Jesus Christ would be sacrificed on as well. And Abraham and Isaac goes up on Mount Moriah and Abraham binds Isaac and he put him on the altar as a sacrifice. Amen. And he sees a ram in the thicket as the Lord cried to him and says, Abraham, Abraham, touch not the child. And he looks and hears a ram in the thicket. And Abraham takes the ram and he offers him up as the sacrifice the writer of Hebrews eleven nineteen 19 would say he received Isaac in a figure. What was the figure he received Isaac as? He received Isaac as a figure of Jesus Christ. The writer said Paul would write and tell you and I that, amen, Abraham, Jesus says in John 8, 56, Rejoice to see my day. Jesus says, Abraham, John 8, 56, He says, Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it and was glad. Oh, man, I can't see. Don't get over. He says, Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it, and he was glad. Because the promises that God had made to him. At 75 years old, God told him if he'd leave home, he would bless him, and he would have a son. A hundred years old, Abraham now receives the promise of God, and he rejoices because he now sees what God has said. But not only that, he received Isaac in a figure. So Abraham embraced the promises. He was fully persuaded now that what God said would take place. He had already embraced that God would incarnate Himself, that Almighty God would robe Himself in flesh and come to the earth to seek and to save that which was lost. And so Jesus is saying to the people, Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it, and he was glad. They said to Jesus, Come on, Jesus, you're not 50 years old, and have you seen Abraham? He says, I tell you, son, before Abraham was, I am. I am the Almighty God. I am the bread of life. I am the comforter. I am the door. I am the everlasting life. I am the Father. I am God. I am the Holy One of Israel. I am the indwelling Spirit. I am the truth. I am the way. And I am the life. And I come to tell you and me today, if we don't believe that truth live, we might as well give it up. We might as well go out there and do whatever we want, because when this thing is all over, we're going to live eternally in hell. But I come to tell you today, truth lives. And because he lives, I shall live also. Amen. For in him I live, I move, and I have my beings. Amen. Isaiah says in Isaiah 59 that truth is falling in the streets. Amen. (laughs) truth is just falling in the street. Jesus Christ fell down in the middle of the street of Golgotha under that old rugged cross. Amen. But he says, if I be lifted up from the earth, I'll draw all men unto me. He had told the religious leaders in John 2.19, standing in the synagogue, he says, you destroyed this temple, and in three days I'll raise it up again. But this he spoke of the temple of His body. And I come to tell somebody today, today is your last day in the tombs. I come to tell somebody today that you're going to live forevermore. All you've got to do is take a step away and believe the Word of God because this Gospel and the Scripture says whosoever believe in Him shall not be ashamed. I've come to tell you today that truth is a lie. Praise God. Thomas, one of Jesus' disciples, after Jesus had resurrected, and Jesus came and met his disciples, but Thomas wasn't there. And he goes down in history as Doubting Thomas. And that's why you call people today when they don't believe Doubting Thomas. <laughs> that's where it comes from, is the Bible. And so Thomas is not there. When Jesus appeared and the other disciple says to him and John 20, Thomas, we've seen the Lord. And Thomas says, except I see the prints of the nails in his hands and put my finger in the prints of the nails in his hands. And except I see the pierce in his side and put my hand in the pierce in the side, I will not. Believe. Now, how could you go seeing all the things that Jesus had done for three and a half years and not believe in the resurrection? Even the religious leaders wanted Pilate to put a guard at the tomb. They says, we have heard this deceiver says that in three days he's going to get up. And, uh, you know, there have been a lot of crazy things happening around here with this guy. So we better get some guards out there just to make sure that somebody doesn't come and steal him away and then said he arose. And Thomas says, I'm not going to believe it except I see the nail prints and put my hand in his side. And after eight days, Jesus walks through the wall and he goes straight to Thomas and he says, Thomas, reach here to thy hand and put it in my hand reach here and thrust your hand in my side. be not faithless but believe and Thomas said my Lord and my God Jesus says Thomas because you have seen you believe but blessed is everyone that have not yet seen and believe I come to tell you today truth is not dead all you got to do is believe when you call a on his name. When they came to the tomb that early Sunday morning, the angels was there. And as they looked into the tomb, the angel said to them, Why are you frightened? Hey, Amen. He's not here. I know. You're looking for Jesus of Nazareth. He's not here. He's risen, just like he said he would. And he's gone to Galilee. And you need to just go tell the disciples. The angel says, Don't take my word for it, come on in the tomb and look and see. He told you. Amen. And by the way, the angel said, why are you looking for the dead, the, the, the living among the dead? Right. He's not here. He's risen. Destroy this temple and in three days I'll raise it again. Amen. Jesus was told that Lazarus was dead. And Jesus says to his disciples, I go that I may raise him up again. And they says, Lord, if he sleep, he'd do well. Jesus said, Lazarus is dead. And he came and Martha met him in John eleven twenty one, 21. And she says, Lord, if you had been here, my brother had not died. Jesus says, well, your brother will live again. She says, I know that he will live again in the last days in the resurrection. Jesus says, I am the resurrection. Amen. And the life. He that believeth in me, though he was dead, yet shall he live. Believest thou this? She said, yes, Lord. Amen. I believe that thou art the Christ, the Son of God. Jesus says, I am the resurrection. In other words, he says, I am the one that make people stand up. I am the one that give and restore life. Amen. If you can believe it. Amen. I am the one that brings about spiritual truth of recovery to the life of every man. Amen. Can you believe this? is what He says. She says, Yea, Lord, I believe that Thou art the Christ, the Son of God. And whatsoever you asked of God, right now He is going to give it to you. And Jesus says He's going to live again. Amen. But she had problems believing at that very moment. But Jesus says, Show me where you have laid Him. And they came to the tomb. And Jesus says, Roll away the tomb. Shown, and they rolled it away. And he knelt down and he prayed. And after he finished praying, he says, Lazarus, come forth. And he that was dead and bound in grave clothes came out. And Jesus says, Loose him and let him go. Amen. I come to tell you today truth still lives. Praise God. And you, Paul says, Ephesians 2 who is dead and your trespasses and sin wherein in times past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, of whom also we had our conversation in times past, and the lust of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But God, who is rich in mercy for His great love, wherein He loved us even when we were dead in sin have quickened us together with Christ by grace are you saved and have raised up, up together and that we might sh- uh, Amen, be with heavenly places and Christ that in the ages to come He might show us the exceeding riches and grace of His kindness towards us through Christ Jesus Amen you were dead and your trespasses in sin. But God in His love and mercy reached down and resurrected you and made you stand up. Amen. And to be able to walk in newness of life. This is why Paul says, Amen. Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. Know ye not that so many of us that was baptized into Jesus Christ was baptized into His death. Amen. that Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father. Even so, we shall walk in newness of life. For we have been planted together in the likeness of His death. We shall be also in the likeness of His resurrection. I come to tell you today that truth isn't dead. In Jesus Christ, we walk in newness of life. We come up out of the waters of baptism and we start walking in a new life. We're going to a better place because when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all in one accord and one place and suddenly there came from heaven as a rushing mighty wind and it filled all the house where they were sitting and they appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire and it sat upon each of them and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as just Spirit of God gave them utterance. Now dwelling at Jerusalem was Jews, devout men out of every nation of the heaven. And when this was noise abroad, the multitude came together and was confounded and that they heard every man speak in their own language. And they said one to another are not all these which speak Galileans. And how we hear every man in our own tongue wherein we was born. Perthians and Medes and Elamites and dwellers mass of Massapotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, and Pontus, and Asia, Phygia, Pamphylia, and Egypt, and parts of Libya, about Serene, strangers of Rome, Jews, proselytes, Greeks, and Arabians. We do hear them speak in our own tongue the wonderful works of God. And they was amazed and doubt, saying one to another, What meaneth this? Others mocking, saying, These men are full of new wine. But Peter standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice and said you men of Judea and all you that dwell at Jerusalem be it known unto you and hearken to my voice for these are not drunken as you suppose seeing it is but the third hour of the day but this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel in the last days God said I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy your young men shall see vision and your old men shall dream dreams upon my servants and handmaidens will I pour out of that day of my spirit and they shall prophesy and I'll show wonders in the heavens above and signs in the earth beneath blood and fire and vapors of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before that great and notable day of the Lord shall come and whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You men of Israel hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God with miracles, wonders, and signs, which God did by him in the mix of you all, you yourselves also know, him having been delivered by the determined counsel and foreknowledge of God, you have with wicked hands crucified and slain, whom God has raised up, having loosened the pains of death, because it was not possible that he should be holding of it. For David, speaking concerning him, I foresaw the Lord always before my... Face. He's at my right hand, that I shall not be moved. Therefore is my heart glad. Moreover shall my flesh find rest in hope, for Thou will not leave my soul in hell, neither would I suffer Thy holy one to see corruption. Thou will make known to me the ways of life. Thou will make full of my joy with Thy countenance. Men and brethren, let me freely speak unto you of the patriot David, that he is both dead and buried, and his ship goes with us unto this day. Therefore, being a prophet, and knowing that God has sworn with the oath unto him, that of the fruit of his loins, he would raise up Christ to sit on his throne. He seeing this, spake of the resurrection, that his soul was not left in hell, and neither did his flesh see corruption. This same Jesus, who you and I are also witnesses of. Therefore, being by the right hand of God exalted, and having received of the promise of the Father, the gift of the Holy Ghost, he has now shed forth this which you both now see and hear. For David is not ascended into heaven, but he himself said, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit on my right hand till I make thy foes thy footstool. Therefore let all the house of Israel know it surely that God has made that same Jesus whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now when they heard this, they was pricked in their hearts, and they said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost for the promises to you and to your children and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. With many other words did he testify and exalt, saying? Save yourselves from this untoward generation. And they that gladly received this Word was baptized. And there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. And they continued steadfast in the apostle's doctrine, fellowship, breaking of bread, and prayer. And fear came upon all of them. And all that believed was together and had all things common and sold their possessions and good and parted to every man as every man had need. And they continued daily in the temple, breaking bread from house to house. They'd eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart. Amen. Having fellowship with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. But it all began with truth. Because truth ain't dead. Truth is alive. That's why David... It already prophesies in Psalm 1610. For thou will not leave my soul in hell. Neither will thou suffer, thy holy one, to seek corruption. Thou will make known to me the ways of life. Thou will make full my joy with your presence. Amen. I want you to know, if you're missing joy, Jesus is your joy. If you're missing hope, he's your hope today. Amen. Because truth lives. And because truth lives we can live also. Amen. You don't have to take the world's lie. Amen. God is not dead. God is alive. I feel Him in my hands. I feel Him in my feet. I feel Him in my heart. I feel Him all over me. God's not dead. He's alive. He says, call upon me in the times of trouble, and I'll hear you, and I'll deliver you, and you will glorify my name. The promises of God are yea, and Amen. The Word of God is truth. That's why anytime you pick up the Bible and read it, it is truth. It is designed, amen, to give you encouragement and strength and to build you up and let you know that the things that was written before was written for our example, that we, through patience and comfort of the Scripture, might find hope. Amen. We're not going to die. We're going to live as long as we stand in the Lord Jesus Christ. When the Lord said He's Ezekiel and the mix of lumps of, of dead bones. And Ezekiel 37. The Lord says, Son of man, can these bones live? He says, Only you know that, Lord. And the Lord says, Prophesy to the bones. And he prophesied to the bones. And they came together, bones to bones. Sinew came upon them. And he said to them, Prophesy to the wind. And he prophesied to the wind. And the wind came upon them. And they stood up as the mighty army of the Lord, uh, that let you and I know that God has the power to resurrect any situation because He's truth. Uh, And when you speak the Word of God, it brings life, and that more abundantly. I come to tell you, truth ain't dead. Truth is alive. This is... Hey, we need a guard. (laughs) Because he says he's getting up. (laughs) And he got up just like he said he would. Praise God. You can't kill truth. That's why the resurrection is to be seen in our lives. Who is born again. Of the water and the spirit. Christ in you. The hope of glory. John. John. On the Isle of Patmos, Revelation chapter 1. I'm getting ready to close with this. John, the book of Revelation, chapter 1, verse 10 through 18. John's on the Isle of Patmos. He's the only disciple that is still left at this time. This is around somewhere around 100 AD. All the rest of them are all gone, killed, murdered, everything. Everything. John is still alive. So John writes, I was in the Spirit on the Lord's Day. Aren't you glad you're in the Lord's Day? (laughs) Every day is the Lord's Day. (laughs) This is the day the Lord has made. So John says, I was in the Spirit on the Lord's Day, and I heard behind me a great voice as it was trumpet saying, I am Alpha and I am Omega, the first and the last, and what thou seest, write in a book and send it unto the seven churches which are in Asia, unto Ephesus, unto Smyrna, unto Pergamos, unto Thyatira, unto Sardis, unto Philadelphia, unto Laodicea. And I turned to see the voice that spake with me, and then turned I saw seven golden candlesticks, and in the midst of the seven candlesticks one like unto the sun of men, clothed with a garment down to the foot and girt about the paps with a golden girdle. His head and his hair was white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were as a flame of fire, and his feet likened to fine brass as if they were burned in a furnace, and his voice as the sound of many waters. And he had in his right hand seven stars, and out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword, and his countenance was as the sun shineth in its strength. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead, and he laid his right hand upon me, saying to me, Fear not, I am the first and the last. I am he that liveth and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And have the keys of hell and death. Oh, he's alive forevermore. Buddha is dead. Muhammad is dead. Joseph Smith is dead. But Jesus Christ lives forevermore. Let's rise this morning. Let's stand this morning. Praise God. Let's stand. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. The good thing about the resurrection is it gives you an opportunity to start anew. Amen. That's what it's all about. Newness of life. Amen. Amen. And this is what God desires for you and I, is to start afresh and start anew. If you've never been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, amen, God wants you to have life. That's what death, the burial, and the resurrection, the gospel is all about. Repentance, baptism in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost, so you can walk in newness of life. Paul writing to the church at Corinth, amen, he says, Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Neither doth corruption inherit incorruption. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall be changed. In a moment, and the twinkling of the eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound. "...and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed." For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruption shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass that saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which give Us, the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the works of the Lord. For you know for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Amen. Aren't you glad that you know that truth is not dead, but truth is alive forevermore? Praise God. Amen. Amen. Alive, alive, alive forevermore. Amen. Praise God. My Jesus is alive, alive forevermore. If you feel you need to pray at the altar this morning, Amen. You can come. Amen. If you feel you need to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, I got some water back here. Amen. You start all fresh and anew. Praise God. Alive 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 forevermore my